no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. President A-Dub, it's time to bear down. Let's get it. Shout out to the homie Mitchell Galloway, our day one listener. We appreciate you for rocking with us, man. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we preview the Bears' Week 13 opponent, the Arizona Cardinals, and much, much more. I'm rolling solo today. My brother A-Dub is back home from the hospital, so thank you guys all for the well wishes and everybody checking in on him. He's doing better. We're hoping to get him back here next week on the show, but obviously his health is more important than being here on this show, so I'm going to hold it down for him. But I'm hoping that Money Moon gets a touchdown or two for you, man. I put a smile on that face, eh, Doug? But man, I'm going to go ahead and represent for you for the pod today, my brother. We got a jam-packed show today. Before we get into it, though, I want to recap and just kind of go through some of the injuries because there's so many Bears players that are showing up on this injury report. And the audience, I looked at that thing, and I got a little PTS because I was like, good Lord, why is there so many players on this fucking list? But the big one that I looked at here was the fact that I saw the A-Rob didn't practice today. He's out with that hamstring injury. It makes me wonder, is he anywhere close to coming back? Because you know how it is with those soft tissue injuries, audience? Those things take a lot of time to kind of get right. And that's why when I saw the Roquan left that game on Thanksgiving with his own hamstring injury, I said, oh, man. Well, Matt Nagy did say that he thinks that Roquan is going to avoid going on the IR. However, Roquan didn't practice today as well. And I'm telling you, Roquan, Heart and soul of this defense, right along with Hakeem Hicks, who didn't practice as well. He's been out with the ankle injury. And so when you start to see the type of guys that we have on this injury report, these are some big-time names, and it hurts to see these type of guys that are out. Roquan, Hakeem, A-Rob. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, those are big-time players on your, on your team that you need to be out there on the field. But a couple other names that popped up on the injury report. Cole Komet, he didn't practice today, growing. Marquise Goodwin, who we saw left the game against the Lions early. He didn't practice today. Foot and rib injury there. Mario Edwards Jr. didn't practice. Rib injury. And then Damian Williams, who we haven't seen out there in a while, he didn't practice with his calf injury. Those are a lot of names to go through. And I haven't even touched on Justin Fields, who you guys all probably want me to touch on. So we know that he injured his ribs in that Ravens game. Cracked ribs is the diagnosis that was out there. Justin Fields was limited in practice today. In my heart of hearts, I hope that Nagy starts Andy Dalton on Sunday. We all talk so much about the fact that this season really has come down to Justin Fields' development. But I think that we also need to add in the fact that his long-term health also needs to be put into the equation as well. And so when I look at this with him with the cracked ribs, with our offensive line not always, you know, making blocks for him, the kid's taking a lot of punishment. He sees it. And so me personally, what's the hurt giving the kid another week to get right? You know, Andy Dalton can get the job done. And in fact, we saw that he was competent out there against the Lions. Now, I know you guys will say it's the Lions. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I get it. But at the same time, what's important? Having Justin Fields start week 13 or Justin Fields not having some sort of a long-term injury? Because that's what matters to me. I mean, when I look at this stuff, it is truly, truly it just makes me wonder what the thinking there is and how this hall is 
I just don't think that we should be in any position to try to rush the guy back out there. I mean, look at the way that the team is handling the Tariq Cohen situation. A lot of us thought that Tariq Cohen was going to be ready for the 2021 season. Then he was put on the pup list, and we're like, oh, okay, well, he'll be back after the seventh game. And Tariq Cohen is looking like he's not even going to return. So something's going on with Tariq Cohen, but the organization is prioritizing his long-term health. I want us to do the same thing when it comes to, to Justin Fields. Because look at how some of the other guys on the team have handled their injuries. Khalil Mack, and you guys always hear me, I give this guy nothing but the utmost credit and respect for being a warrior. He plays through damn near anything. But I wonder if they would have given him some time off earlier in the season when he was battling that foot injury, if he would have re-injured it. Look at what happened with Danny Trevathan, Hakeem Hicks. These are both guys that were trying to gut, gut it out, play through injuries, and look at the situation that they're in now. So sometimes we have to just make sure as an organization that you're putting that athlete's health at the top of mind because these guys, they want to be out there and they want to play. They're gamers. But sometimes you got to get in and step in and say, listen, <laughs> I know you want to play, but let's give this thing a little bit extra time and let's make sure that we get everything on the, on the right track here for you. So when it comes to Justin Fields, you guys know I want to see this guy play. Shit, I'm going to be out there at the game on Sunday. Who would I rather see playing a quarterback? It was It's obvious that it would be Justin Fields, but I'm not going to be that blind to the fact that I know that I would rather have this kid have a little extra time to rest up. But uh, I'll get into more of that here in a second. I do want to take a second here and discuss the Arizona Cardinals and some of their injuries because, as you guys all know, Kyler Murray, he's been out with an ankle injury. DeAndre Hopkins has been out with a hamstring injury. So these guys both may return in this matchup. We'll see. But, I mean, they've both missed the last three games for the Cardinals. And I think having that bye week, which they're coming off of, really helps them to kind of get those guys back in the lineup there. So we'll see what happens there. But I will say this, with Kyler Murray back in that lineup with DeAndre Hopkins, that just poses just yet another issue for our defense to have to go up against. And you guys heard me talk about this on our recap episode about that secondary and how that secondary has become a liability. Well, look at this Arizona Cardinals offense. They have some really, really elusive weapons, not only with those receivers, but James Conner in the backfield. This is a top-notch offense that's going to be coming in the Soldier Field. And audience, you know I'm going to have some shade for you here. I found out that we're wearing them damn orange alternative uniforms. And y'all know I hate them damn uniforms. Last season when we wore them things, we was 0-2. So I'm just going to leave that right there. I hate those uniforms. Leave that shit in October. Don't wear that shit now. But we don't. When I look at this matchup with the Cardinals audience, it's just tough, man, because this Bears schedule has been really, really tough for us. And that's why that Baltimore Ravens game hurt so much because we missed a golden opportunity to get a game that was there for the taking. And we did not get that win. And so a lot of people want to see here and they want to talk to me about the playoff picture and the fact that the Bears are just a game out of the hunt. And Matt Nagy even talked about that in his presser this week. And I say, okay, yeah, I get that. But where are the wins coming from down the stretch here? That's what I want people to think about. See, Matt Nagy has to spin that because He's trying to keep his locker room together. He's trying to keep a full-on mutiny from happening with this fan base who continue to boo him at all costs. The guy's getting booed at Bears games, Bulls games, wrestling events. Down at the U of I games, he's getting booed in the fire Nagy chance of coming. So Matt Nagy's trying to do anything in his power to try to make people think something positive about what's going on right now. But it's not positive that your team is only in the hunt. We're 4-7. and seven. 
And when you look at the fact that we not only have the Cardinals that's coming up on Sunday, we're traveling to Green Bay the week after that. We're going to have the Minnesota Vikings. Those are some really tough opponents that are going to be coming up here. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how this team responds because there have been so many distractions. You guys all know the report that came out about Matt Nagy potentially losing his job. That report turned out to be false. We don't know if the report was just bad journalism or if the organization, because the thing leaked, they changed their mind on making the move. Whatever the case may be there, all I'm looking at here is you had a 4-7 ball club that we cannot see here be bragging about the fact that they're still in the hunt. The Cardinals are coming in here 9-2. and two. They're trying to chase a number one seed in NFC. That's the kind of shit that we should be striving for as an organization and not the mediocrity and the mediocre bullshit that they pass off to us. See, we've become so accustomed to the mediocrity that we see certain things and we're like, oh, well, at least we're not this team or at least we're not this team. Well, fuck, you know who we're not? We're not the Arizona fucking Cardinals right now. We're not the Green Bay Packers. And I hate the Packers. You guys know that. But listen, I got to give props to the fact that these teams are one and two in the conference right now. I would love if we were in that position, but we are not. So I don't want anybody talking to me about playoff picture. Now, if they reel off a, a winning streak like they did last year, okay, maybe I might be intrigued. Maybe I might listen. But as of right now, all I'm looking at is a team right here that's going nowhere fast. Two of the four wins that we had came against the fucking Lions. Now, if we were playing the Lions six more times this season, then you could talk to me about fucking playoff picture because we barely beat that team. And I'm not trying to be negative here because you guys know I try to keep it 100 when it comes to this ball club. But I'm just tired of us accepting mediocrity. It's one of those things where we need to look at ourselves as fans and say, why is it that our organization, the executive teams, don't put more of a premium on winning? Why is it that they think that it's okay to be status quo? Why did they think it was okay for Matt Nagy to come back this season? See, these are the things that we should be asking ourselves. Why is it the fact that Ryan Pace is here? Why is Ted Phillips here? It's all status quo at Hallis Hall because these guys know that we're going to come to the games. We're going to buy the merchandise. We talk about this stuff all the time, but it's true. They're not going to make any moves until they feel forced to, until they get backed in the corner. And that's the sad part about how this stuff works. I talk about it all the time with the Bulls. The Bulls were backed into a corner. They had to tear everything apart. But look what that did for them. They brought in the right person who had a vision. And look at what the Chicago Bulls are doing this season. They have put together a great product out there. The fan base is electric right now. See, that's what the thing is in Chicago. We want winners. We will, if, if you win in this city, I mean, you're going to be elevated and held up on people's shoulders for the rest of your life. Look at the 85 Bears. There's still legends and celebrities in this town. Michael Jordan and those 90s Bulls. The 2005 Chicago White Sox. You look at the way that we celebrate winners in this town. We know how to make sure that they are appreciated. The Chicago Sky. Candace Parker's going to go down as a Chicago legend. But when it comes to our Chicago Bears, they got to do more for us as a fan base. We deserve more. We deserve better. I always say it. At the end of the day, we just can't keep accepting mediocrity. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sport Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on either team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania, new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. When I look at this matchup with the Cardinals, as I mentioned earlier, very explosive offense. And in fact, they're a top five offense, but a lot of people don't talk about the fact that they got a top five defense as well. And coming off that bye week, it gave them a time to get healthy. And as I mentioned, they're trying to compete to get that number one seed. So they got a lot to play for. They got a very talented roster. And they're one of the favorites. I mean, when I look at the sports books, they are one of the top favorites to get that top seed in the NFC. That's the team that's coming in here. And so I know I talked about earlier about the fact that Kyler Murray may end up coming back, but they've shown you that they can win some games even with Colt McCoy in there. So it's not one of those situations where we can sit here and rejoice if Kyler Murray is out on Sunday because when Lamar Jackson was out against the Ravens, Huntley came in here and he still beat us. So it's not like a situation like that really means that much, especially with the way that we've been playing. Colt McCoy, the last time the Cardinals played, he led them to a victory. That's when they beat the Seahawks. Now, I know you, what you guys are thinking. You're like, well, Perez, I saw that Seahawks game on Monday Night Football, and Russell looked like he's cooked. I understand. Russell don't look like Russell. I think he might have came back from that injury a little bit too quick. But nevertheless, they still beat that team. So at the end of the day, Colt McCoy was solid. They got the job done. So whether it's McCoy, whether it's Murray, we got to be ready for these guys. Because like I said, they're healthier. They've had a week to game plan and tune up. And also, their coach, he's had to dodge some of the rumors that they're trying to attach him to that Oklahoma opening that came up. So when you see that Oklahoma job that's available right now, and his name is being attached to it, where there's smoke, there's fire. So he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that his team is prepared because if they come in here in Soldier Field and have a stinker and we knock them off, man, he's going to be answering questions for a week <laughs> about Oklahoma. And is he focused and this and that? So I promise you, audience, that team's going to come in here and they're going to be ready. And that's why it's going to be important for us to match that. But match that with physicality. Match that with the right preparation, the right game plan. Because they're coming in here ready to go. And that's something that we got to be ready for. They have to be ready for that. Now, a lot of times when people look at this Arizona Cardinals team, they mostly just focus on Kyler Murray and that passing attack. But as I mentioned, James Conner's run the ball, especially well as of late. I mean, you guys probably saw that game where he had four touchdowns. Well, damn, they ran for 200 yards. This is somebody that I really am looking at in this matchup and I'm concerned with because if we're not going to have Roquan Smith in this game, we're not going to have Hakeem Hicks probably in this game. Those are two guys in that run game, and I'm like, oh, fuck, we really need to have these guys out here. And that's something that we really have to focus in on because there's a strong chance that both of those guys missed that game on Sunday. 
that's just something that I want us to all just be prepared for. Because in Chicago, we talk about Justin Fields. We talk about the fact that he is our franchise quarterback. He's our future. And those, those things are true. And I would love nothing more for his development to be top of mind going forward. But however, as I said earlier, his long-term health has to be factored in here. We have to take a cautious approach with him. He's taken a lot of hits. You saw that Browns game, the Bucks game. Those are some games that I, when I watched the film on those two games particularly, it was a tough watch. Just seeing the game plan, seeing just how they put this kid in so many bad spots. And so that's why when I look at this thing now, I'm like, look, I'm okay with Dalton getting one more week at least. The guy's got cracked ribs. What are we doing? We already know that he's going to be the starter once healthy. But I want that to be when he's actually healthy. We know Justin Fields is a super tough player. We've seen it. The kid ain't got no quit in him. Zero quit. But as I mentioned earlier, when I called out the names of Khalil Mack and Danny Trevathan and Akeem Hicks, sometimes we got to save the player from himself. And I hope that that's what we're doing here in Hallis when it comes to Justin Fields. I don't want them taking any unnecessary chances with this kid's long-term health. For me, caution has to be the way that we go here. Because if you see how he got injured, he got injured escaping the pass rush and scrambling around. That's his game, a part of his game at least. And if he can't do those things without worrying about maybe re-injuring or taking a shot to the ribs, then what's the use of putting them out there? I know a lot of people say, Prez, down the stretch here, we want these last six games to be a time to see Justin gel with Darnell Mooney, see him gel with A-Rob whenever he comes back, or Cole commit. But at the same time, what's the hurry in getting him back out there? What's the difference between week 13 or having him out there week 14 against the Packers, which I really think should be the target? I think that should be the game that we should be targeting and bring him back. Because I want Justin Fields to go there to Lambeau and show fucking Aaron Rodgers what's up. Aaron Rodgers came here in our stadium and was talking that shit. And as I mentioned on the show, we had to take it because facts are facts. He's put up some points and he's had a lot of W's against us. But at the same time, Packers fans, if any of you stumble upon this show, the Justin Fields era is going to show a different story than what you guys have seen from us in this last decade or so. And I hope you guys are ready for it because the same thing that make you laugh will make you cry. And I can't wait and I'm here for it because Justin Fields has that chip on his shoulder and he knows what this rivalry means to us. I talk about it all the time. He comes from Ohio State. Ohio State and Michigan, big rivalry. He understands what it's like to be on the winning side of a rivalry. And I guarantee you he's going to do everything in his power to bring that here to Chicago. Audience, before we get out of here, I'm going to give you guys some of my keys to potentially knocking off the Arizona Cardinals because this is not going to be an easy matchup for us at all. A lot of people will sit here and say they may get blown out. And it's possible if we play anything like we did against the Detroit Lions, we're going to be in trouble. And that's why it's going to come down to making sure that Matthew has the right game plan. Matthew. Don't fuck this up, bro. Please. You got everybody calling for you right now. Rightfully so. You got Eddie Jackson out here capping for you and trying to take some of the pressure away from you and put him on himself. But Eddie, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to be a leader, but I think you should be focusing on your play as well because the fan base, we ain't really have much to say nice about your play either. And so I get what you're trying to say in the fact that you say that booing doesn't help, that we want to win. But at the same time, what are fans supposed to do? 
What's the only way that we can express our displeasure? What is the only way that we can get changed? We do that by expressing our displeasure by booing, the fire naggy chants, which are starting to become a national thing, or we don't show up to the games. And what I've noticed here with a lot of these games at Soldier Field lately, the last home game I, I looked around, there were some empty seats. It wasn't like that last season or the season before. So you start to see people become a little indifferent. And listeners, I know you guys probably look at this resale ticket market when it comes to tickets. Shit. And good luck to anybody trying to sell their bear season tickets right now to somebody. If they don't want to go to a game, you'd be lucky if you get face value. That's how much indifference people have towards this team right now. So that's on ownership. That's on Ryan Pace. That's on Matt Nagy. They put themselves in this position. And here we are. Now we got the number one seed coming in here. And so my keys to knocking this team off is the first one, getting David Montgomery more involved in this offense. Now, the reason why I say that is because while he did get some run there in the second half of that game against the Lions, I agreed with Adolph's point when he said that it was an over-reliance on the passing game and they did not run the ball enough in that first half of the game. Also, we didn't get the running game going at all against the Lions and the Lions had a very bad run defense. You now have this Cardinals team coming in here that has a top five defense. It's going to be imperative to make sure that David Montgomery is getting the ball fed to him. I, I want 25 carries to David Montgomery. As I tell you guys, this kid is the centerpiece of this offense, and it has to be, and he has to be the centerpiece of this game plan. So Matt Nagy, Laser, these guys got to find creative ways to get the ball in Montgomery's hand, point blank. I don't care if it's just as a runner or if it's as a receiver. Figure that shit out. Figure it out. There's an opportunity here to get maybe some yards on this Cardinals defense, but we got to be really creative about how we go about doing so. The second key for me, and this is the one that's going to be super important, audience, is tackling on defense. I've talked about this so many times this season with our defense, not wrapping up, not bringing ball carries down. You are not going to be able to get away with that shit against the Arizona Cardinals. You know why, audience? Because they got DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. These guys are all big play threats. And the way that Cliff Kingsbury's offense works, he has a lot of short passes, but these weapons that I just named, they could take those short passes and take those things to really big games. They have an explosive big play offense. Rondell Moore, the rookie, he's another one that you got to keep an eye on. You guys know how I feel about that secondary. This is a matchup right here that I'm like, fuck, man, we, we might be in trouble here. So that's why tackling is going to be very key. Make sure that those short, those short passes are short gains only. If you don't wrap up and make that tackle, you might be in trouble. And so that's the thing that I want to make sure that we're doing. Keeping those short passes neutralized and contained. Because if not, it's going to be a long fucking afternoon. And I just don't want to deal with that again. I want a nice Sunday to be able to relax. Last Sunday was so cool being able to just chill out and not be stressed out. Bears, please, don't get embarrassed on Sunday. Work on that tackling. Get Montgomery involved. Protect Andy Dalton. Continue to do what has worked well when Andy Dalton has been in there. Quick passes. Make sure that the ball's getting out quick. Protect him. Open up running lanes for David Montgomery. Offensively, Continue to focus in on the tight ends. Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, keep those guys involved. Darnell Mooney, keep feeding him the football, but do it in creative ways. But this kid right here, Darnell Mooney, is showing you 
that he's got the potential to be a really solid receiver in this league. Keep finding ways to get this kid the ball because he can make things happen for us. But those are some of my keys, audience, to keeping that game somewhat close against the Cardinals. Because when I look at the prediction that I have for this matchup, I see us losing this game on Sunday. I have us losing the game 31 to 17. I just got to say, I have us losing this ball game because it's looking like Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are both going to return. Even if they both don't return, I still think the Cardinals beat us. Colt McCoy, as I mentioned earlier, he's shown you that he could come in and be a solid backup. So honestly, Cliff Kingsbury, he's trying to keep his, his name out of all these rumor mills about going to Oklahoma. He's going to make sure that this team is focused. And coming off that bye week, having Murray back, that's going to be a really big boost to that offense. And while offensively, this offense for the Bears has been somewhat capable, we don't really have that true red zone threat. Now, we all thought that Jimmy Graham was going to be that when they brought him in here. Last season, he was solid in that role. But this year, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Weren't utilizing this guy. Wasn't getting him involved until later in the season. Just made no sense. We only scored 16 points against the Detroit Lions, as I talked about on the recap episode. Just unacceptable. So this Cardinals defense is going to be a major test. And if we struggled against the Lions, I can only imagine what could potentially happen against the Cardinals if this team does not take heed to some of those keys that I've mapped out. David Montgomery's got to be the centerpiece of this offense on Sunday. Andy Dalton has to be protected. They have to open up running lanes for Montgomery. They got to be smart with utilizing those weapons. Get Darnell Mooney the ball in space. Let him make plays. That's where it's going to really come down to. We don't know if A-Rob's going to play. We don't know a lot about what's going to happen with some of those players that was on the injury report. There's a lot of names on that injury report, audience, so it's just one of those things. And the Bears are a seven-and-a-half-point underdog against the Cardinals. I mean, we've been underdogs pretty much in every game. So DraftKings, another week, they're looking at us like, Pshh. The Bears are underdogs again. So we'll see what happens. I really hope that the Bears don't get embarrassed because I'm just sick and tired of us getting on national TV and people laughing at us. The announcers making their little inside jokes think it's just cute. I'm sick of it, man. Where's the pride? (laughs) You know, some people say that the players rallied around him on Thanksgiving. Maybe they did. But we'll see what they do on Sunday because against the number one seed in NFC, if they somehow knock that team off or keep that game close, then you can see the fact that, okay, this team is rallying around Matt Nagy. So we'll definitely see their audience. All you guys, the final Bears trivia question. Let me give you guys the standings before the final here. Michael's in first place. Aaron is in second place. Justin's in third place. Lindsay's in fourth place. And Carla is in fifth place. As you guys know, all know, the top two people will face off on Zoom. And so this final question here, because the battle between number two And to number four spots is very, very close. It's not only about getting the answer correct. It's about how quickly you guys get the response in to us. So your first trivia question is, who scored the Bears' first touchdown in their memorable 24-23 comeback win against the Cardinals on Monday Night Football in 2006? I repeat, who scored the Bears' first touchdown in their memorable 24-23 comeback win over the Cardinals on Monday Night Football in 2006. Bonus question. Who scored the Bears' game-winning touchdown in their comeback win over the Cardinals in that same Monday Night matchup? I repeat, 
who scored the Bears game-winning touchdown in that comeback victory over the Cardinals in 2006. So, audience, as I mentioned, final question here for the contest. It's been awesome seeing how you guys have been so attentive to the trivia questions, and I guess you guys missed it. So we'll definitely do something else here um, during the offseason trivia-wise because I, I know that you guys definitely enjoyed that, and hey, we have, we're having fun with it as well. To give you guys a quick update on some of the shows that we have coming up, Winter Circle is going to be released tomorrow, and I got a special guest coming on Sunday to join in A-Dub's absence. As I mentioned earlier, A-Dub is taking a week off just to recover a little bit, and I'll tell you one thing. When he comes back to this show, he's going to give y'all the most epic Money Moon chant ever. I appreciate you guys for listening, and we are out.